Caesar. I am so excited for another. Is this too loud? No. Okay, I, I really am just like... loving the difference between <laughs> us right now. If you're not watching this on YouTube.com/slash Dara, I'm gonna need you to just go over there for like two seconds just so you two. can see. <laughs> The outfits we are fucking wearing. <laughs> I am specifically dressed like this because I knew Jasmine Robbins, our lovely guest, was going to be on today. And I wanted to be as stylish as possible. So I'm wearing a <laughs> Big Bird flamenco dancer Big Bird yeah. <laughs> outfit. All we can say is yeah. And it's got rhinestones on the titties and the butt. And it's a thong in the back. Yeah. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my butt cheek straight up yes and your eyeliner My yellow eyeliner you came prepared for you thank you i wasn't about to have the style icon of the century on oh my, my podcast and not dress like a fucking i'm honored um and then your outfit yeah is <laughs> completely contrasted total opposite i'm an all black and a fuzzy hat a fuzzy hat with two stars yeah did you draw those or are they stitch no okay. they are stitch Stamps. You have stamped eyeliner stars, mm -hmm. fake lashes, mm -hmm. a wing that could literally slit my throat, kill me, bury me, a Sagittarius black dress. It is a mood over here. Yeah, we are definitely moods. But like, I prefer that. Yeah, it's you. Yes, you're my friend. You're my you're my my homes, and I wanted to, this to be a ridiculously fun podcast. And um, this is not going to be like every other podcast I've done, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. This is actually a very exclusive episode because you're about to get a podcast <laughs> that was once maybe going to be a podcast. Yeah, slash a show, slash a movie. Slash a TV show. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jasmine and I had been pitching this as a podcast, this episode we were about to do called Hose Throughout History. Yes. And we wanted it to be a show where Jazz and I got together each week and each week we would trade turns telling stories about like overlooked or underrepresented or misrepresented women in history mm -hmm. that did hoishy things and give you all a little history lesson. Yeah. Uh, and we shopped that for what, like a year and a half? We shopped it for a very long time. We had like, you know, some bites, mm -hmm. some interests. Some interests. But um, nothing came out of it until we've seen almost every other popular woman do it. Literally like three other podcasts has come out since then. Yeah. About so. famous historical women. And like, go off. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go do it. The more knowledge, the more power. But... <laughs> We're pissed it wasn't ours. <laughs> we're just like, huh? We're like, well, look at that. We were on to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think we're going to get to make it. Unless, you know, this episode does swimmingly and uh, someone wants to pick it up as a TV show. <laughs> so if any of you producers out there are listening. Yeah. Um, so the way this is going to go is I have picked a famous slut in okay. history. Yes. And I am going to do a little story time and I'm tell you. I am so excited like you told me this was gonna happen but I, I one forgot and two like didn't know how but this is like this no. is pure this I don't is... know what you're about to tell me right no you know nothing I'm so excited yeah so this is actually a, about a woman who we had in our pitch doc but okay. like you didn't actually research like you yeah, didn't know no. anything about yes so I'm gonna tell you her story we're gonna comment along the way okay. we're going to make comparisons to today's time I'm... we're gonna laugh we're gonna cry we might fight who knows <laughs> this is the podcast that never was hose throughout, throughout history. history thank you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> like historic music. I don't know what historic music starts. Um, also, in case this wasn't clear uh, when I said it, Jasmine Robbins is my guest today, yes. aka Jasmine J, fashion icon, Instagram thought, uh, BuzzFeed producer, body pause model, ASOS insider, whatever. You guys know Ooh, what she's We're tired. Is. We're tired already. <laughs> this is the story of Mata Hari. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. This is kind of like drunk history. Like, I don't even know how to fucking start this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this bitch was born in Deutsch. She's Dutch. She was born in Holland in 1876. Not important, but she's a Leo. Yes. Oh. Just so you know. It is Leo season. It's fucking Leo season, Whoa. I'm a Leo. So on theme. You August are definitely 16th. a Leo. What gave it away? This fucking feathery costume. Everything. Uh, you are <laughs> such a Leo. So I guess it is important that you know her energy is Leo. Yeah, yeah. That it, that it is important to the story. Definitely. So uh, her, name, her name was Marguerite or Margaret or there's a couple different pronunciations of her name before she was Mara Harty. So uh, I'm just going to call her Margareta for the time being. Okay. So Margareta was born into a middle, cl- middle to lower class family. Okay. And her father went bankrupt on oil when she was a teen and actually left the family and mm. ran away with a, a thought to Amsterdam, oh. leaving Mata, the oldest of all the, the children, Macarete or whatever her name is, uh, with all the rest of the kids and her mother, who died suddenly thereafter. So she oh was just no. like, from the get-go, lost everything as Dang. a teen. So she's already like, I'm fucking over this life. Right. I didn't ask for this shit. Literally. So she was sent away to become a kindergarten teacher. She okay. figured that was the best thing for her life to um, come back into, you know, a positive yeah. place. She's like, I've been taking care of kids for the last how many years? Yeah. I might as well keep doing it. Exactly. And get paid for it. Yeah. Uh, however, she was shortly banned from the school after she fucked the headmaster. You know what? <laughs> I would call that making moves, personally. And that, that's what I think this, like, moment in her life was, right? She's under 18. She's made this power move with her sex. And she's realizing that she has, like, maybe this is her first foray into to power over men. Yeah. Go off. So she didn't become a kindergarten teacher, I, to say the least. I hope the sex was great. Maybe. Yeah. We'll never know. Um, so she's 18, right? She She decides that... Uh, the school life, school teaching life isn't for her. Um, <laughs> insert character, this is his real name, Rudolph McLeod. Okay. Rudolph McLeod was a soldier All right. who wanted a wife, and uh, Rudolph's sisters were like jokingly like, you should put an ad in the paper. Uh, he <gasps> took that seriously oh because my gosh. when he was coming home from war, he was like, I need a wife. Wow, like Billboard Dad. Exactly. I like just Billboard watched Dad. that. I feel like I need to run through all the Mary Kate Nash. Oh, movies. they're all on Hulu. Are they? Uh, yeah, Hulu or HBO. I Wait, mean, I, HBO wouldn't carry Mary Kate Nash. No, so wouldn't. Hulu. Do they stand the test of time? Oh yeah. Are they just as good? I, I literally just watched Billboard Dad. Who they plays have the dad in that? I don't know. Someone who looks like Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye, I have um, tea about, but I don't know if I should share it. Oh. He's kind of a dick. I. I'm not that surprised. Yeah, you figured, right? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Moving on. So, uh, Rudolph McLeod and his sisters put this ad in the paper, and the paper ad reads, he was looking for a cultured young lady with a decent appearance. Okay. So So he's setting the bar, like, very low. Yeah, and she's like, I look good. I've 
fucked a few men. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) So she was like, hell yeah, I'm apply for this guy to be his wife. And they meet, and apparently it was love at first sight. Beautiful. Because they were sending letters back and forth to each other. Oh. Is that guy still sawing? Yeah, he is. My neighbors are sawing wood right now. What should we do? I guess we should just talk louder than the wood sawing. Okay. I'm sorry, listeners. This is yeah, the life of Hollywood. It truly <sighs> is. We are in the middle of Hollywood. Also, I usually film these at night, so uh, they're not there. But because we're doing this in the afternoon, he's just... Just a man trying to make a living. Yes. And we'll 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 let it go. We'll we'll let it it's go. It's not that loud, honestly. Okay. Okay. Let's hope people can't hear. So uh so Rudolph McLeod and our girl Margarete are super duper in love and they actually have two kids together, which they named Norman and Non. Like N A A N? No, like N O N. Oh. Like non. <laughs> Non, non. non. <laughs> so okay. She's, so she's raising two kids and she gets fucking hella bored of being a mom real fast. And so during the day, she would go out into town and leave the kids with the sitter and she would kind of go like look for life and entertainment and excitement while Rudolph McLeod was off going and doing like military duty type okay. shit. Okay. Um, when she was out one day after she left the babies at home, she went and saw uh, exotic dancers. She found out about the art of strip teasing, and she saw that, and she was like, "Oh, this is mine now. This is exactly what I've been missing in my life. Wow, this is what I want to do." And okay. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Like, how did you? When was the first time you ever saw like strippers? I still haven't been. You haven't been club. to a strip club? Yeah. I'm trying to think. of. I've been to like the one here where they can't get fully naked. Oh, so like titty, bar, titty bar? Yeah. I guess I've only been to places where you can't get fully naked. That's not a strip club. Okay. So I mean, then, I guess it is. I don't want to like say that that's not what that is. But right. It's not the full experience. No, I haven't had like full frontal. I was like dancing on stage when I was like 15 you out were, of boredom in you Florida. You were wild. I was not a good kid. <laughs> Which I don't know how, like you're wild now. I'm pretty tame. Compared to what you were. I'm pretty tame. I cannot. I just put on these sunglasses that are. You look like Lady Gaga. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is this outfit Jasmine approved? 100%. <sighs> it just got so hard. Do you feel good? I feel amazing. Good. I That's wish all I that matters. I wear this out to like chipotle but i feel like i would just get stared upon you probably would but honestly you can take it challenge yourself okay challenge accepted (laughs) so back to our girl uh oh yeah so she sees exotic dancing for the first time and she's like oh my god i want to do this okay she goes back home and finds out that the nanny has poisoned her children what here's the tea. What? Here's the fucking tea. Turns out the nanny had a vendetta against Mr. McLeod because Mr. McLeod was a soldier. And apparently he, as a soldier, had like imprisoned the nanny's lover. And so the nanny specifically got hired so that she could hurt <sighs> him and poisoned the children. And Norman, the boy, died. This is fucked up insane wait but how weird is it that like this woman applied to be a wife and then this nanny applied to be a nanny just to poison his fucking kid out of vendetta like that's some fucking vendetta and honestly your lover was imprisoned not murdered and you're gonna go and murder a a baby i wonder if she originally applied 
To be the wife. To be the wife. Ooh. And then was like. She didn't get picked. So yeah. she stuck out for nanny duty. Damn. That's a, that's a true crime podcast right there. Wow. Okay. So obviously they're distraught. It really yeah. fucks with their marriage. Um, the daughter survives none, but uh, they just can't get like their marriage back on track okay. after the 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 child dies after Norman dies. Okay. And so Papa McLeod starts a drinking real, real okay. hard yeah. and starts abusing mm. our girl. Okay. Like Margarita. physically? Like physically starts abusing her. Okay. And she's like, I'm not here for this. I mean, obviously I think back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, it was probably a lot more um, acceptable yeah. to have a, a husband that does things like that and you can't leave them. I mean, he was a rich man. She comes from nothing and, literally and so she probably really didn't have much of a choice yeah um wow so the dad ends up taking the daughter from our girl because which that's scary alone yeah because he hired two private investigators to follow her around the mom the mom our girl marta mata and it turns out when she would be going on her day trips into town and going to watch like the strip teasing and finding entertainment, she was also having a bunch of affairs. So he basically had these two investigators following her around town because he wanted the daughter. Wow. And like used her affairs. Oh, yeah, to be like, this is an unwell, unkept mom. She yes. shouldn't be with these ch- yes. with this child. It, because she's having sex with yeah. other men, which mm-hmm. I think back then probably was a lot more common. I think so too. Because yeah. there were so many kempt women mm-hmm. back then who didn't actually want to be with the guys that they were with. Exactly. So For the record, yes. you keep looking at me and I can't see your eyes. I will take these off. But no, it's cool. I was just, <laughs> I'll put them on my head. I was just letting our viewers know. It's still part of the outfit. <laughs> Okay, so Papa McLeod gets the baby, and Mata was like, this is it. I'm done. I'm done with the domestic life. I want to go to fucking Paris. So she's like, I'm going to leave this Holland place because there's nothing left here for me. Right. And she was quoted saying that she went to Paris because she thought that that's where all women who ran away from their husbands went. Okay. Which I feel like that's kind of a fun... Fair enough. Like, way to think about it. It's just a bunch of women who are fucking over it gathering in paris to do parisian things yeah if you needed a, an excuse that would be it yeah mm-hmm. so what do you think that is now mm. tulum <laughs> i was gonna say probably los angeles <laughs> right? honestly it might be or like coachella yeah people are bitches are like i just want to get away yeah yeah tulum palm still. springs oh palm springs yeah um, wives love that shit yeah i feel like every day a bitch is going on a on a trip yeah sometimes i feel like i'm the only person at home all day you aren't because i am too yeah let's get a little tea <laughs> just like a sidebar are you still working at buzzfeed you know what i am there <laughs> freelance so i'm not there full-time anymore which means i'm at home a lot more do you like it i'm it's been like what four weeks a month that's those are the same um so i'm still getting used to things do you it, it's a transitional period oh sure. yeah like plus i'm in my saturn return Ooh. plus yeah this i'm not supposed to feel good about anything until literally january oh no yeah. that's like six months i know oh shit how do you prep for something like that you just take it all in just take it that's just what i'm doing lie back and take it mm-hmm and one day it will be enjoyable. Honestly, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> okay, so back to our hoe through history. So she's in Paris. She goes straight to the most expensive hotel. And she's like, I'm going to find a man. 
to like let me stay here and put me up in this hotel so she starts like sleeping around and finding different sugar daddies and for even a period of time mata was a nude model for artists because you know like the art renaissance yes some of my favorite i mean very problematic um in you know race diversity Mm. everything Mm. but some of my favorite um renaissance had a lot of Mm. body types you know they were really appreciative about curves Mm -hmm. and showing like the natural woman i don't know if it's like for good reasons yeah but well i feel like that's something worth noting too i talked a lot about this with my um, nutritionist just like for the majority that earth has been earth curves have been a like the 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 ideal body shape oh yeah and in a lot of other countries it still is yeah it's just been regulated recently of how curvy exactly and the times will change again it's cyclical it's just like fashion like what was in in the 80s is not in the 90s it's changing the 2000s and i bet you it's gonna fucking change again 100 percent. so just know that people listening um, okay, so she's modeling as an artist, but it wasn't enough money, so she decided to put her sh- love of striptease mm. to full time. Okay. So at first, she had named herself Lady McCloud Exotic Dancer, and then some hotel club owner was like, nah, fuck that. You don't need the McCloud. Yeah, it's a little long. Fuck that guy. You're taking mm-hmm. your husband's last name. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. You need to be Matahari, which means eye of the day in melee. Okay. So I, she's eye of the day, which Beautiful. I don't know what that means. But I don't either, but I'm into it. Like the 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 hot the hot ticket uh, hot ticket item of the day. I yeah, guess. you think it's like the hottest point of the day? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she accepts that name, and here we have our girl has transformed to Matahari. So she had no training, and she started entertaining Parisians. She was like an overnight sensation because wow. there had never been this type of dancing before yeah. in Paris. Yeah. However, my little raiders go go off. That's like a little bit problematic because she saw this dancing by Malaysian women in holland first and was like i'm gonna take your dance and then just show my titties and now this is a new form of dancing i mean basically everything has been appropriated (laughs) from people of color literally all All throughout every history (laughs) culture so it doesn't Um, surprise me yeah it doesn't surprise me at all great for liberation terrible for like because if that would have been a woman of color up there doing that it wouldn't have happened no not at all not at all so she's like like i said overnight all of paris is talking about her she was described as a dark beauty voluptuous and tragic because a lot of people actually think that she was hindu because she came is hindu the right way i do not hindu uh darker uh deeper skin tone because she had a very like dark complexion Hmm. to her she didn't look like a dutch yeah 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 okay um So all of a sudden at these clubs, all these journalists are coming and they're writing about her because they've never seen something like this before. And she starts touring around Paris because she's like making so much bank. Wow. And at all these types of clubs are really wealthy businessmen, high ranking military officials. Always. She's she's just like collecting sugar daddies left and right, making over a thousand francs a night, which is like a a little over a thousand US dollars a night. Back in the early 1900s. A night. Is insane. Wow. So she starts touring and that's where she starts experimenting with not only 
dancing for them, but also becoming sort of like a high class escort. Okay. Cause like, wouldn't you, if your whole life was revolving around clubs, wouldn't you find a way to be like social in it too? I mean, okay. What's an, let's define what an escort is being paid for company. And that can go from what I understand. That is a whole range of where kind of you're in. I mean, everybody's in control, but Mm -hmm. it could be company. Like let's sit and talk. It could be company like, okay, we're going to fuck like, okay, we're just going to make out. We're going to cuddle. Like it's a whole range of things. There's like very hard lines for some women. For sure. For sure. And I don't really know that like male escort. Isn't that gigoloing? I have again, no clue. Hmm. Well, so she starts doing that. Okay. So the lines are kind of getting blurred. Um, Which, wait, to my point was, I mean, if you're going on tour and you're being like just, uh, not just, but doing, you need like, what's the next step? Yeah. She's we like, all get to that what point. What other whole things can I yeah, add to my like, resume? Like, what, what am I going to do in my career? And she's, she's like, okay. Bored. She got yeah. bored of being a mom real fast. Yeah. She got bored of being a wife. She's like, I'm going to get bored of just dancing around. Exactly. So she's like, what else can I do? And like I said, I feel like if your whole life is clerbing, like, you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in the nightlife scene yes. first starting off as like a bottle service girl. Then yes. they get promoted to like a manager mm-hmm. or, um, what are those people who like stand outside and hand you flyers? Like recruiters, what you know what I mean? Called? What are those called? Oh, this is kind of This is confidently insecure the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. And right now we don't know what the fucking word is for. Like a. Um, promoter. A promoter. Yes. Okay. So we know the stages of like nightlife in yes. 2019. So back then this was like the logical next step for her. Yeah. And she's like a sexual woman. She's not yeah. afraid to use her sexuality to make. Go bank. off. Yeah. So we support this. Yeah. Fucking. We, you what can't really of, hear when okay, we talk. Okay. Um, so she's like touring around. She starts getting like a bunch of artist people on her side. Mm-hmm. Like they think that this is a form of art. Art. Yeah. Tons Which of, it is. Totally. It is. is. Like dance, I feel like gets run over a lot as being art. Yes. Because it's just like movement. Oh my gosh. Think. I just, somebody, Um, I don't know if I'm going to say her last name correctly. Paris Go- Gobel. Oh, I think I follow her. She's been, she did Justin Bieber's Sorry video. She does, she did Jason Derulo's videos. She's done so, so, so much. Mm -hmm. She just did, I believe, Sam Smith's video. Um, And she was, that was literally her tweet was um, saying that people sometimes don't consider dancing as art because it's just so like, it's so all over, like all of our social medias and it's just like a trend. It's a fad. Like anyone can do it. Exactly. But like, Mm -hmm. no, like the shit that people are doing is literal art and i feel like that that's a scene you also hang out in right when your whole life is dance like yes the same way if your whole life was clubbing yeah so she starts hanging around like different composers and critics and well and plus you hang out with the composer or like a musician and then you have a playlist on set she's a smart lady yes and then she even um made friends with an opera singer an operatic and they put her in an opera to dance yeah so she's like expanding her brand making moves a hundred percent um some journalists had quoted saying that she's totally naked with jewels and pieces of cloth draped over her uh so she's like a stripper but like i said she just like took some music and added titties yeah yeah um, so she had powerful men supporting her at this point. She became like this high class escort. Even the Prince of Paris gave her emeralds and a horse. 
Wow. He gave her a horse, wow. which reminds me, and I think I said this once on a dull shit, that my dad used to be in the horse business. And when him and his girlfriend broke up, he gave his girlfriend a horse as like a breakup gift. Oh. What? <laughs> what would you do if someone gave you a horse? I'd be pissed. Honestly, <laughs> where am I going to put this? Uh, in, in Paris in the 1900s. Where's the bitch got room for a fucking a horse? horse? Interesting. That seems I mean, like I a guess, burden. I guess it's a sign of love, right? If you have enough money to take care of that. Do you think she could sell it? Probably what she did. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, other than like it being a form of transportation. Maybe it's like a car. Yeah. Maybe it's like buying a bitch a Lambo. Yeah. Oh, so this like YouTube video title would be like, bought a bitch a horse, 21,000 francs, not clickbait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be her like riding around town to her her, like art class on a horse. Yes. Okay. We believe we're, we're fine with that then. Yeah. So she's got a horse. She's got emeralds. She's got everything. She basically reinvented her past and no one really knew her true story to her past. So like she's very mysterious because no one knew where she came from. Like, where, who is this? She's bitch? a talk of town, but she's got no like resume. Yeah. So uh, she did this for 10 years, raking in the dough without <sighs> any trouble. Okay. So let's say from like age, Honey to 30, she was just living the Instagram influencer life that you could, of your dreams. Right. On boats, fucking swimming in jewelry. Having horses. Dicks just yeah. all over your face. Um, but shit. Bring in the trouble. What's <laughs> about to go down, Jazz? Yeah. Oh, you knew this story couldn't go great Ooh, all the way. Exactly. So cue the outbreak of the first world war when she was about to turn 40 okay she started getting less business because the war was kind of ruining the everyone's like mental well-being yeah no one's like thinking about you know like going to see yeah. beautiful naked women it's they're like, like oh, we gotta go to war yeah <laughs> i gotta go fight for my fucking country <laughs> right i can't so fuck now people say that like the war <laughs> And the decline of her beauty as she aged was, like, reasons for her going broke. Okay, that second part's a little... Hashtag ageist. Yeah, just... Like, women in their 40s can't be strippers, apparently. Yeah, and they're beautiful. Exactly. So, yeah. um, so, guess what? Our girl Marta, Mata Hari, got kind of broke. Uh, she was spending recklessly. Well... She wasn't saving in her 401k. Yeah. She didn't realize that, like, this was all going to eventually end one day for her. Yeah. So she decided to go back to her hometown of Holland okay. because she was like, I can't afford to live in Paris anymore. And she found this old fogey military man, sugar daddy, who would like put her up and pay for her to stay in Holland and like, try and live a normal life. Go off. And another military man. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's just probably, I feel like that's also more common than now. Yeah. Yeah. Because back then it was like a sign of something. Yeah. More. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, I don't meet a lot of people in the military now. I was going to ask in LA, I feel like we rarely even run into the LAPD. Yeah. I feel like if you're, if you were in LA and you met someone from the mil- military, it's it would be like, in San Diego or because like that's where the military be- yeah, base is. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't, base. what do you know. feel about a person in uniform? Oh, they're hot. Yeah. Yes. Like a firefighter does it for you. Uh I feel like it's so stereotypical, but so goddamn true. Anytime I see anybody, I mean, it's like the first thought that comes to my head, like hot. And then after that, I'm like, okay, but are they 
problematic? Are they (laughs) they fucking racist? Are they terrible? Are they this? Are they that? Normally, though, if I see a woman in a a uniform, I'm like... Handcuff me. What's up? Fucking do whatever you do worst to me. (laughs) What's the law? (laughs) How do I break it? Uh, So our girl Mata obviously has a thing for men in uniform. Yes. Uh, and she's back in Holland, so she's back where she started, right? Like, full circle, back in her 40s, back in Holland. All right. But she doesn't have love. She doesn't have her daughter. She right. doesn't have really anything to, like, go off of. And so her 17-year-old daughter is living in Holland, and apparently she tried contacting her, reaching oh. out to her. But the daughter supposedly didn't want anything to do with her because she mm. thought what her mom did for a living was shameful because okay. she's like this famous exotic dancer now. Well, yeah. And she's been living with her dad. The douchebag. That's probably been like, your mom's this, 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 and yeah. this. This is why she left you this, this, this. When really it was like him being a little, a little bit sneaky boy. bitch. Yeah. And honestly, the report said that people in town, it was like a big deal because it was like that they were both living in the same town and people were always like, oh, are they ever going to run into each other and reportedly journalists had said that they would see the 17 year old daughter walking back and forth in front of Mata's house like trying to decide whether or not to go in and she never contacted she never went in wow and that kind of sad yeah like she was like I'm I'm almost an adult I want to form my own opinions like I want to get to know my mom like without the influence of my dad's yeah. opinion of her and then she never went through went with in. it damn you that's know. weird so daughter didn't want to holler at her. Uh, and so Mata was like, this is too hard for me to be living mm-hmm. this close to my daughter and not have a relationship with yeah. her. So she's like, I want to go back to Paris because I left a bunch of shit there and maybe I can get it my and like horse. sell it. My fucking horse is <laughs> dying. No one's feeding it. Um, and at that time, as the war was going on, the Germans were looking for spies. And I don't really know oh. what that means. Like, did they just put a call out huh. in the fucking paper? Like, looking for spies. You want a spy? Come work with us. <laughs> yeah. Ever had an interest in spying? Right. Um, and apparently they were really interested in recruiting Mata um, because of what she did, they thought, ooh, this will be an angle that no one's thinking of. There's oh. not really like women spies. 100%. This was genius oh, of them, right? honestly, because it's like she already has a name for herself. Mm-hmm. So people aren't going to be like, oh, that's Mata the spy. They're going to be like, that's Mata the hoe. Like, look at her, you know? Yeah, we, we're here to see her titties. Not yeah. Like, she's not going to be spying. Espionage. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. This was very intelligent. No, and apparently back in the day, there were like, rules of war and yeah. one of the rules was that like women couldn't be spies so the well, germans were like hey, we're gonna put a little fast one on you or whatever that. german accent uh yeah. not gonna do one um thank you you're welcome <laughs> so in 1915 she was hired by the germans okay and uh they gave her money and a code name which was h21 which i thought like Think of a better name. Like, what does H21 mean? Okay. Um, and so they gave her money on the hopes, uh, on the promise that she would bring back intelligence for them. Okay. So because of all of her connections. Oh, that's easy to do as a woman. Right. You just show a little boob, exactly. get them having a drink real quick. They can tell you exactly. all of their problems. Exactly. So <laughs> the first time the Germans recruited her and paid her all this money to go to Paris, apparently she scammed the fuck out of them and all. All she did was go to Paris and get all of her shit and like partied a little bit <laughs> and then came back to Holland and was like, 
I need more monies to spy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like talk this about was a amazing. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go to Paris and um, I'll get you all that, that good, good uh, information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys want some information? Here's the money. Here's the fucking money. So she scammed the fuck out of them the first time. And when she returned back in Holland with no secrets. She was like, listen, she was I like, need more money. I need more money for more secrets. And they were like, you got us the first time. We're not going to just give you money. We need you to go to spy school. Okay. So she went to spy school in Germany for a whole eight days. <laughs> I thought you were going to say eight years, eight months, eight days. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you can do spy breakdown. All of spy school, <laughs> apparently, in eight days, and she trained with the highest ranking intelligence spy officers that Germany had to offer. And apparently, they condensed this Rosetta Stone course down to wow. five eight days. Okay, so she's signed me up. She's officially a fucking spy after going to this this classes. Apparently, okay. So straight from spy school, they sent her right back to Paris, and the war is like in the midst of being wary as fuck. Uh, and in Paris, it was a totally different city. Um, everyone in Paris was paranoid as fuck because oh, yeah. of the the war happening. And there was even treatments and articles being written about spy psychosis mm. because people were so paranoid that it was literally driving them mad. Yeah, I'm sure. And so people were like always looking out for spies, apparently. Like you wouldn't know what one looks like. Exactly. But apparently it would be like, the milkman's actually a spy. And then they would kill the milkman and the milkman wasn't actually a spy. <laughs> They'd be like... <laughs> and then the spy psychosis. Oh my God. So while Mata was in Paris doing her spy shit, she fell in love with, do you want to guess? A 20-year-old Russian military man. Okay. He was 20. She's in her 40s now. Go off. And she married him. And apparently the war made people do, in, in quotes, some crazy shit, unquote. And so this was not really uncommon for her to be like a cougar. Okay. Because people were just like, the war's fucking happening. Let's, FOMO. Let's YOLO. go off. Like they were just doing shit left and right. Okay. So apparently her marrying this young Russian military guy was like no big, no biggie. Right. Nobody gave a shit. Okay. Yeah. So no one cared. Um, by 1916, thousands were dying daily in the first war. So like shit was pretty bad at this point. Right. Um, and while the whole world is falling apart and everyone's dying, Mata. Oh, oh. I forgot to put. Sorry. My mom's trying to call me. So while the whole world is falling apart and shit, Mata's like, you know what I want to do? I want to go visit a French spa town because I'm stressed the fuck out. Go off. So there was a little French spa town and it was close to a military zone. And so you actually had to get special authorization from the French military to go visit a spa. Okay. Which seems like super extra it seems extra but not really you don't think yeah for example i just went to san diego the other week <laughs> mm -hmm. and i googled the nearest starbucks mm -hmm. and this nearest starbucks was on base mm. for the military so i had to cross over all of these people that were like holding guns <gasps> asking me why i was there and i was like i just to... wanted a frappuccino oh my God. and so I obviously turned around. I didn't think it was scary. Oh. I mean, they're just like doing their thing, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. They weren't like, what are you doing no. here? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They were very nice. But you needed like permission. Oh. So, Yeah, because back in 1917, a bitch rolling up in a goth outfit yeah. really could have been just there to terrorize. Tragic. Yeah. So yes. they were just doing their job. Yeah. So. Okay. So I we're not it. that weirded out that she had to get a permission to go to the spa. Yeah. So 
enter character La Du, which could not be more French if La we du. fucking tried. Uh, La Du was a high-ranking French military official. So now right. we have the Germans versus the French. She was already paid by the Germans. She, like, scammed the fuck out of them. Now she's in France visiting the spa, and this Ladu character was like, I know who Matahari is. Okay. I think she's a fucking spy. And he wants to expose her as okay. being a German spy. And his plan on exposing her as a German spy was to hire her to be a French spy. Which to me makes no fucking sense. Well, I mean, the only sense that it makes is making sure that that's in your that the ball's in your court also like having the enemy close it's taking full control so like when you think you're being nice and uh but the other person's like no we really ain't cool but i'm gonna let you think you're cool keep your enemies close Mm -hmm. so she's literally like double teaming the spy game she's a fucking double agent at this point she's like i just came to get a mud mask now I'm fucking working for the French. Right. Too. And I'm Dutch, so why do I care who wins this no, war? No, she doesn't care. My husband's Russian. I really don't give a shit. Right. So she's like, I'm really just here to take money from whoever is offering mm-hmm. it. So if this Ladu character is going to give me money, I'm going to take it yeah. from the French, but like not enough to feel bad. Like, right. not like I'm dicking over the Germans. Just a mere one million francs. That's what she took. She took a million francs, which is equivalent to about 1.15 million US dollars. Back in 1917, this, this bitch. This woman <laughs> was. what. Like, is that called extorting? Probably. Yeah. So she was, so this was the, this was the stipulation. They were going to give her the 1.15 million USD slash 1 million franc in promise that she was going to have an affair with that German prince that gave her the fucking horse. Okay. And she was like, yes, no problem. I've got this. I will do it. Here's the kicker. She was never fucking the prince. Never. She like made it up. She was like, I fuck him all the time. This is no problem for me. This is easy money. I'll just go back over. But she was never, ever fucking the German prince to begin with. So our little scam in Matahari was like, she's like, okay, I'll do this like prince scamming thing for you. But I just got to go back to Holland real quick to like get my stuff. And as she's traveling back to Holland, she gets stopped by the French military. And they're like, you're super suspicious. Like you're charming, but you're super suspicious. I'm a spy. She's like, I'm a spy for you guys. What do you think? And they're like, we don't believe you. We need to double check skis. And she's like, I swear to God, I'm on your side. So they're like, mm, we need to send send you to Spain to like make sure and question you. Wait, they need to. S- <laughs> they need I to guess there was like a French military base in Spain that they were like, we you can't go to Holland. You got to go to Spainsies. Okay. So she goes to Spainsies and they're like interrogating her and stuff. And they're like, I promise I am one of you. I'm. I won't go home back to Holland. I'll go straight to Germany to sleep with the prince to show you all we're all good here. Yeah. So, like, I swear, Z's, watch, here I go. He's like, I'll go fuck right now. Yeah. I'm realizing I also said the prince of Germany, and she had actually gotten the horse from the prince of Paris. Yeah. Sorry, I confused those two. It's okay. It's okay. So, this is a new guy. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. This is a so new guy. So, this is prince of Germany. And she's like, oh, I am I know the Germans because I was a spy for them once. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, horse guy was actually prince of Paris. Okay. Uh, so to win over the German prince, she let him play with her feet. 
apparently that's it. German homeboy had a foot fetish. And that's how she got into his chambers. So this woman is just like getting millions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being like, lick my toe. Yeah. And the German prince is like, gladly. Wow. So Are you into feet stuff? I've never been into feet stuff. Here's the thing. I actually have a Findom right now who sends me money for me to send a picture of my feet. I'm sorry, what? I wasn't going to talk about this this episode. I was actually going to wait and like interview him and do it for another episode, but fuck it. This what? guy DM'd me on Instagram and was like, please let me send you money. I want to send you money. Tongue emoji, tongue emoji. Can I see your feet? And like just kept, I mean, for like months he's doing this. And finally yesterday I'm taking a shit on the toilet and I was like, nah, fine, fuck it. And I'm like, okay, fine, you can send me money. And he immediately cash apps me $100. $100. And I was like, okay, fine. And he was like, I want to send you more. Please tell me that you, I can send you more. Oh, you're so sexy. And I'm like, do you watch Euphoria? Yes. This is, this like is exactly cat. what's happening. <laughs> and I'm like, fine, I'll allow it. You can send me another $100. I'll allow it, you bitch. <laughs> but that's what he wants, right? That's his kink is to be like told. Wow. So he sent me another hundred bucks. And what have you sent him? I haven't sent him my feet picture yet, but that's what I'm going to probably send him next is a picture of my feet. What'd you send him first? Not nothing. He's just sent me $200. I know. So I'm not saying I'm not Tahari, but like. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I can't believe it either. I was literally like, you're a scammer. And then the money deposited into my account. And I was like, well, I'm going to wait until this processes before I yeah. talk to him again. And it did. It did. Wow. I think I'm going to have like a, my sex therapist come on and actually talk about different kinds of kinks like that. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's not, I'm not, no. I'm sorry to come off if I'm judging. You, I'm not You're whatsoever. literally smiling and supporting me. I'm I did like, not think you were is, being judgmental at is, all. This is not what I was <laughs> You've never had someone slide in. Oh, all the time. And? I just never answer. Bitch! You're passing up good money. Oh, but you, no. You wouldn't sell pictures of your feet. Nobody asked me for my feet. Oh, they want like nudes? Um, yes. Oh. I'm a fat bitch wearing little to nothing <laughs> on my Instagram. What do you think they want? Well, as My me, feet? I mean, I never, I never got the foot thing, but I actually learned this from my, how do I say it? Neuroscientist friend. Okay. That the foot pleasure receptor uh-huh. is right next to the pleasure center. Like the, the like synapses, physically on your foot. Yes. It's okay. right next to the pleasure center in your brain. Mm-hmm. So the reason why people have like extreme foot fetishes is mm-hmm. because it's right next to the pleasure center. Yeah. I watched uh, an episode of shameless where, um, lip like couldn't fuck and just couldn't like do anything or fuck any girls and he's like, known to fuck girls yeah. um, and then somebody gave him like a foot massage and like kept on pressing on the pressure point in his foot and then he was like he fixed came. and could yeah, yeah yeah legit so I guess like when people think about feet it's right next to the pleasure center and so it mm. starts going like some wires may or may not be crossed wow yeah Anyway, <laughs> we've learned so much today and this story is not done. We're not even over. We're like a rounding out act three. Okay. So she lets German Prince play with her feet and they get really comfortable with one another. And yeah. one night when they're hanging out, he's like, "Ugh, I'm tired. I have like all this fighting to do with the French and like, we're planning on attacking them. And so like, I need to go to sleep. And she's like, Bo. Oh, you plan on attacking? She's like, hmm, I'm tired too. Yeah. And so, 
Mata writes a letter to her Ladue friend back in France and is like, man, here's some super solid info that you've been waiting for. Y'all are about to be attacked. Which, like, a letter. So I'm just glad you said that. Because, one, couldn't someone open that? Two, by the time it got there, do you think they already would have been attacked? I guess this was, like, the only way of getting a message... I would have gone my damn self. I could have gotten there as fast as the letter. <laughs> she has a horse. I, yeah, at least. She fucking hop on her, her Lambo yeah, horse. She's been letting some guy suck her toes for the next <laughs> past few days. She so, could leave. I'm glad you said that because obviously when Germany was at war with France, they had people checking the mail. The mail. Letters. Yes, you do that. And anyone that was like suspicious, they were like, we're going to monitor their mail. All so right. someone. She wasn't the smartest. Yeah. So someone like intercepts the letter, Duh. but then like lets it go through because they don't want it to be like flagged or whatever. They were like, I'm going to read this, know that it's happening, mm-hmm. but also maybe I'll just tweet about it later <laughs> <laughs> and laugh instead yeah. of saying it. So like, as this is all happening, Ledoux is like, we need to expose her as a double agent because she's like a bad spy because she's dumb enough to send this shit through the fucking mail. Mm-hmm. What is she trying to do? Is she trying to actually double cross us and actually get caught? Like uh, fucking, she went to spy school, didn't she? Like she knows not to she mail knows shit. Not to fucking mail a letter. So like Ledoux is like, I don't trust her information. Like, I don't trust that she's telling the truth. And guess what? The Germans attack the French and 50,000 soldiers die. Wow. So it's kind of like... You know Ledoux was just like sitting there a few days later being like, did he live? So here's the kicker. He he lived, but after the war was over, he actually got accused of people saying he might have been a spy too. Like he was the highest ranking official in French military but may have also been a spy himself you know he was sitting there after the war a few days just being like i should have fucking she was right believe women hashtag she was fucking right so what the germans are like reading her telegrams right when she's sending through the mail and they're like bitch you're exposing us to the french and so like how can we like handle this how do we handle her because we don't know if she's working for us we don't know if she's working for them so the french or sorry so the germans are like we're gonna send some like radio codes over the air that we know the french are intercepting and we're gonna like expose her code name remember her code name was h21 and so they're like beep beep boop 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 military stuff beep boop 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 h21 is definitely matahari don't let the french see this boop and they're like the french definitely fucking saw it so in this weird way like the french and germans are kind of working together like we both know something's up with matahari but we don't know who she's actually like working for right so finally ladue is like fuck this let's go arrest her i'm done like all these people just died this is fucking it. So this was his only worry. Yeah, he's like, he's <laughs> all like, this shit happens, and he's this like, woman is that keeping woman. me up at night. <laughs> she is making me lose my hair. Yes. So they go to Paris and they arrest her. And apparently, when she was arrested, she's been like famously quoted saying, when they asked if she had anything left to say, she said that she wanted a bath. <laughs> So, like, before being thrown in prison and back in 1900s was, like, vile and vermin and, and like, the plague, she was like, yes, can I have the bath before I go? So Standards. She's a clean, she's a clean hell. Um, So, she spent time in jail and was interrogated and tortured for two months. And apparently they sent the highest interrogator to expose her. So, they sent, like, the Christoph Waltz of Inglorious Bastards to, like, torture her i wonder what they did that's scary 
apparently she was like in terrible conditions already like it was already really bad and this interrogator would talk to her pretty much every day and they like sort of weirdly became close oh my gosh not again because a she knows how to work over a military man yes but b because he's like talking to her every day hearing her life story and she's like exposing her past while she's being interrogated she's like my kid has been poisoned i was beaten my dad ran away when i was a teen and so this guy is kind of like humanizing her and feeling for her and he was quoted saying that out of after all the men he's ever interrogated she was the strongest and most dangerous and clever spy he's ever met yeah probably so he didn't like he couldn't like be nice to her but he was like you're a bad bitch yeah like you have my respect respect Yeah. yeah so She's like fighting for her life in jail and she's writing letters to the French captains being like, this is wrong. You guys are wrong for this. Like I'm getting sick in jail. I'm coughing up blood and no one cares and I'm getting depressed and I'm going mad. Yeah. And here's the kicker. After being interrogated for two months, she never confessed to working for the Germans. Really? She like stood strong the entire time. Damn. Until that high investigator boy who has become close with her was like, look, we have these intercepted telegrams from the Germans about you talking about being age 21. We know you're age 21. And she's like, all right, fine. You got me. Kinda. I'll tell you the truth. Mm hmm. But she didn't tell them the truth. What she said. She kind of lied these. She said when she was living in Paris, the Germans came to her and offered her 20,000 francs to collect some info uh, when she went over to France. And she was like, well, I have all these furs that I want to pay for to be like tr- shipped back and forth. And I could use the money to transfer my expensive furs. So she's telling the, the French interrogator, she's like, I only took the money for the furs. I wasn't really ever going to give them any information. Mm-hmm. I just wanted money for my furs, Fur, which right. like hashtag rich people problems. Yeah. Um, and at this point, she's basically exposing herself, just explaining to them, like, I was just taking money from whoever was off it really like you guys were dumb enough to give me money the germans were dumb enough to give me money i'm just rich and look at you all now so obviously this did not satisfy the french and they were like bitch you're going to trial and you're going to be accused of being a spy against the french and working for the germans okay and she's like this is not the outcome i hoped for no i didn't where's my fur (laughs) where's my fucking furs and i never got a bath um (laughs) but if you think about it in reality she like never actually was a spy for the germans like the only info she ever gave was from the from that prince yeah. to the French. Yeah. So like technically, even though she accepted money for them, she was never really she like didn't a do anything. spy. Yeah. They like paid for her to go to spy school for eight days and they paid for her to travel back and forth from Holland, but she never actually worked for the Germans. Okay. They were just paying her. Yeah. So technically, they were wrong to be have her fucking in jail. True. So she hires this like really good lawyer who failed at defending her pretty much. Of course. Because even though he was a lo- the best lawyer in town, apparently he was not actually a criminal lawyer. Like he didn't have a criminal license. Also, like no man is going to defend properly <laughs> the woman that's been like. He was like, I got this. Don't worry. You're <laughs> exactly. Get off. No problem. Yeah. I do this all the time. He wasn't, he wasn't about to save this <laughs> No, woman. he wasn't shit, apparently. Yeah. Um, and the French had like fought for it to be a private 
court hearing because the public was all over it. This was like a, a sensation and all the wow. papers were writing about it. So the public actually, like, we don't actually know what was said in that court hearing Damn. because it was all oh, it was super private. secret. Okay. Super, super secret, secret. Um, at one point, Matahari's little Russian husband was interviewed. And guess what the bitch did? What? I don't know her. He, I don't know her. He straight up was like, mm, no me gusta. Wow. Uh, doesn't speak English. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. I'm Russian. I can't help you. Wow. So they come back to Matahari and they're like, yeah, your little husband, your little bitch boy betrayed you. And she was like, oh, hell no. And busted out a bunch of their love letters and was uh -huh. like, really? I have fucking receipts. Receipts. So I don't know what Text. happened to the husband, but the fact that he tried to even be like, I don't know her. He's super canceled. Wow. The, like, what do we learn here? Jeez. Never trust a man. Never. Ever. I mean, that's the sense you opened up with her dad <laughs> ran away. <laughs> I think we got that. So she's like, okay, fine. I guess I fraternize with the enemy. Like, if that's what you're going to charge me with. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. And they were like, great. The sentence is death. And she was like, how old was she? Not great. I think in her 40s still. Okay. So at her closing statement, when they were like, okay, you're going to be death. Like you're going to be death as fuck. Do you have anything to say? This is what she said. I love officers. I would rather be the lover of a poor officer than a rich banker. I like to compare the different nationalities. I only feel in love with these men, not because of their personality, but because of their duties. Okay. So the way I tried to like dial this back was like, okay, she basically is like refusing to give in to what they want. She's basically saying like, I'm using these men as props and not as people. Yes. Like I'm still playing you all for dick. Yeah. And apparently the courts were super pissed that she was never apologetic or never had yeah. remorse. And she was like, bitch, I love having sex with these officers. I played y'all. Right. And she like never cried in court really? or in jail. Like she never showed weakness. Damn. So she was really like trying to twist it. She's like, if y'all are going to put me to death, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Wow. So uh, she was ultimately also blamed for the death of 50,000 French officers. No, she actually told exactly mm -hmm. what happened. The The man didn't believe her. Why this is ass backwards. Yeah, she um, didn't do anything. And here's the, another weird thing. They didn't want her committing suicide in her cell before mm -hmm. they did the like firing squad. Because mm -hmm. that's like what the punishment was, is death by firing squad. So they had two nuns staying with her 24 7 in her cell as like little watchdogs she probably hooked up with them too she became very good friends with them mm -hmm. and even danced for them yeah she did a fucking strip tease for two for nuns, nuns in her jail cell not surprised so like to the day that she died she was still doing a strip tease damn like talk about fucking commitment yeah so on October 15th, 1917, Matahari was shot by firing squad in a forest on the outskirts of Paris. This bitch refused to have a blindfold and refused to have her hands tied to the stake. So she just fucking stood there like a boss bitch. Wow. One of the firing squad members who had been interviewed said she was standing so still and calm and courageously it made us shake. Wow. 
just imagine like crazy. this guy with his fucking long ass baton right. fucking gun and just like oh my god this bitch is terrifying to look at because she's just standing there like a goddamn warrior xena fucking princess Jeez. so they also said she was dressed impeccably and she waved goodbye to her two nuns on the sidelines mm. and then blew kisses to the soldiers who were about to shoot this her. This woman. Right? The ki- oh, The fucking wow. pettiness. What? Yes. <laughs> She's like, I'm already going to die. I know I can't so get out of petty. this. So I'm going to go out like a fucking boss. Wow. So apparently out of the 13 soldiers of the firing squad ordered by law to shoot her, only one aimed at her. Really? And hit her with the first shot in the heart. Wow. So all the other guys were like, whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Hit a fucking bird. (laughs) Wow. So like even they were like, this doesn't feel right. Damn. So The power. The power. So more than 80 years later, they are now making motions to having her sentence overturned so like now even present day they're like yeah that was kind of fucked up maybe we shouldn't have done that well cool like well a little too late homie a little too late uh there's a statue in her town in europe where supposedly on the darkest night of the year you can hear the jangle of her dancing nip chains and a girlish laughter (laughs) i want to go see this statue (laughs) And that's the story of Mata Hari. How? Our I famous how in history. I feel so good knowing this story. And the fact that we never learned this. What? In fucking college or high school. Nothing. You hear about motherfucking Christopher Columbus and his fucking gang of right. douchebags. Ugh. But women never get like empowering story and if we did like if there was a fucking like what's her name betsy ross racist yeah right like we never it's never it's never this type of empowerment yeah and so like while i'm sure there were very problematic things yeah that she did yeah i think her legacy and her reputation like is actually more important now as like a positive force of sexuality and power over men I mean, like, part of me is, like, she also kind of didn't know what the fuck she was doing because she was just a bag chaser. Like, she just wanted money. But, like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, I think maybe also her trauma from childhood and, like, the death of her son played a part in her just, like, giving the zeroest of fucks. Damn. She would be an Instagram sensation. (laughs) I feel like we need, like a tribute to her in some yeah and there's like a documentary you can watch on her really on youtube it's kind of old fogey like history channel shit okay she there's a couple articles and like youtube videos you can watch about her her story wow but why listen to those when you can just listen to hosts throughout history exactly we should do this like Monthly. Every once in a while. Yeah, just I like a, couldn't decide which chick I wanted to do. That's a good one. And I feel like this was a really I good really one love you delivering me everything and I really? react. Yeah. Okay. Because I know we talked about that before. Yeah. You're a good storyteller. <gasps> oh my god, I just it's only because I like to hear my own voice. Okay. <laughs> You're great at it. Honestly, that was amazing. And like I feel like this is a story now that I can go to like the fucking water cooler about. Yeah. Like, did you motherfucking know? No, they didn't. That's the thing. <sighs> Who do you think is like a modern day? Mo- like, well, okay. First, first off, 
we have this era of people right now that are super popular because they came up came up you yeah. know amber rose started mm-hmm. off as a stripper black china cardi b mm-hmm. like even all, like pam anderson a little bit right like, like all unapologetic mm-hmm. you know so i think that's def- like she'd fit in just mm-hmm. fucking fine mm-hmm. in today's world and i feel like if this were to happen today could you imagine the twitter sphere talking about like no. a double agent woman like i wonder if it actually does happen and we just don't ever hear about that shit yeah. like that if you put this shit in 2020 as a movie i would see the fucking shit yes. out of it just like the storyline in the should we write that movie it's crazy it's like oceans eight meets ball or whatever that what's that new stripper movie oh, coming out? i can't wait for that what is it? i have no clue i feel like it's something really like gangsters what is <laughs> like, it <Strippers>. ballers <laughs> a fucking i know what you're talking J-Lo. about though. yeah 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 like it would be a mix of that i'm excited for that and me fucking too yeah, that's gonna be good i mean talk about a roster i know i hope i Guys, all you have to do is ask for things that you want in life. Uh, like, we should just tweet out to both of them and be like, can we come? Yep. Us, please. I feel like that's how I got invited to a premiere back in the early days was I just tweeted. And then I got on the PR list. And oh. then that's, they just kept inviting me back because I was, like, giving free promotion. Beautiful. Our premieres as fun as people think they are. You went um, to the fucking Lion King premiere, Jasmine. Let's talk about that for a couple minutes. You know what? Tell me everything. Your outfit was insane. Thank you. I um, I went to the Lion King premiere here in Hollywood, and I went. First of all, I had to go alone. <gasps> I wasn't. I didn't know anybody. That, well, you I didn't did, get a plus one. I did know people there, but I wasn't Why? able. I they was don't given. Give you one? I was given one. Maybe because it's so exclusive. I don't know. I was given one and I was like, okay, I don't go to premieres alone. I don't go to anything alone. Wow. Any events. You always have. like Yeah. Yes. Someone. Katie, yeah. Someone with me. Um, so I was like, okay, but I'm going to do this. The whole time going up there, I was like, I'm not going to see Beyonce. So I'm going to dress like it, but I'm not going to bet Tell that Beyonce. Tell the people Beyonce. what you wore. Oh, I wore um, a zebra print suit. A goddamn course you fucking did. Well, I was like Lion King. You have to. I'm a zebra. I'm know. a zebra. I would have been like Zazu. <laughs> I would have been a fucking Literally. in this outfit. Um, yeah, so I wore a zebra print suit, dyed my hair lime green <gasps> to match my lime green bra. Yes. Like specifically dyed for it event. for that event. Oh my God. So I was like, okay, you know, I look not good. not going to see Beyonce. It's fine. We're fine walk through everything's beautiful then usually i skip the red carpet why that's how you get your getty images i don't care i I don't care about getty images i do i I want nice pictures of myself to send to my mom oh that's nice so she can show her friends that it looks like i'm doing better than i actually am right yeah yeah i don't care about that shit so i'm like (laughs) i'm not gonna go but i was with um luckily disney gave me like an escort person with me so she took all my pictures and she was like yeah let's go in the line And i was like okay i'll listen to her i have nothing to do anyway so i'm waiting in the line it's a good 30 40 minute wait that's what people don't realize is like the carpet (sighs) is so annoying yeah it's crowded yeah you're, you're constantly pushed to the back like we have more important people yeah here. which i'm like i i understand yeah but i was already i don't care anyway yeah. so i was already chill yeah so it was some girl in front of me who i'm assuming is an influencer she looked great and then me next and so this man that works with disney comes up and like 
taps the woman with me and is like, she's here. <gasps> and I literally turned to him like my eyes got big. I held his arm and I was like, Beyonce. And he was like, Beyonce is two minutes away. And oh. then the guy who was like running the line for the carpet was like, Beyonce's here. This we might take a little bit of time. Yeah. And I was like, I will let people cut in front of me to, to see, see her. Duh. Obviously. I wasn't about to go walk no. this carpet. Because then you miss your chance. Exactly. You're like, go ahead. I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I need to powder up. So I'm like turning on, I have three phones, turning on my <laughs> Wi-Fi, connecting all of my phones. Who gave you a second phone? I got a third phone. What? From a deal. Oh, was so it? So I take, okay. I do Instagram captions which you're on to now. Yeah. Um, for my stories. Yeah. I do that. Oh, on... I love that clipomatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you do closed captions. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I do closed captions on my iPhone because mm-hmm. that's the best app to do mm-hmm. it for. And then I take photos with one phone and then I make calls on the other phone. Oh. Yeah. So is one a better phone than the other? Like one has a better camera? This, uh, my Android has the Takes best be- camera. Let me see. Ten times. Oh my God. Let me make sure this there are no nudes <laughs> <laughs> like popped right up um, look there fucking is <laughs> let's see. oh my god the outfit game is so strong yeah yeah yeah, yeah scrolling yeah. through jasmine's goddamn like, this yeah. this isn't how it is on iphones no you're right Not let me see all. let me see the camera like i want to oh. i want to like see myself mm, oh. oh okay let me see i'll be the judge Oh, yeah, this is great lighting. Yeah. <gasps> My skin looks so smooth in this yes. camera. There you go. That's for you. Thank you. Um, okay, so you're waiting for Beyonce. So I'm turning on all my phones. Yeah. A minute and a half, minute 45 go be- past, Beyonce walks in. Oh. Walks up to Normani. My God. Didn't know it was Normani until Whoops. that moment. Um, walks up to Normani. She's wearing her corn Beyonce. Yes. Wearing her corn rolls. Has in her like jacket yes. with the- that insane encrusted fucking dress. Yeah. Was and it then Tiffany so Haddish walks in. Yes. Wait, then- doesn't Tiffany Haddish have some like beef with Beyonce because she said some dumb shit at a barbecue? I couldn't tell. Wasn't that bar- wasn't that Beyonce? I don't know. Mm, anyways. Anyways. Tiffany Haddish walks in. Chance the Rapper walks in. Steph Curry oh, walks in. Oh, you've got in. like the roster. Literally everybody pours in after Beyonce. So I'm just sitting there like. Because everyone else was doing the same shit as you. Chance the Rapper was like, can we wait till Beyonce gets in? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so then she gets into her little like, she goes onto the red carpet, which she's like from me to the end of your couch. Oh my God. And, and you got just, pics? Uh, yes. Let me see. They're on my other phone. Oh my God. You have, this is absurd. Sorry. So you see Beyonce. She Honestly, flies, I'm she a floats. changed woman. Oh my God. Like, and then of course I had to walk like after <laughs> Ali Wong. Everyone's like, great, we got it. Oh, Ali Wong's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked after her, which I was like, that's cool. Peace. <laughs> Did you get cute pics? Yeah. Getty images? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the movie? And then I saw the movie, which I could give a shit less about because I was like, Beyonce's in here somewhere. Uh, I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, Lion King's my favorite Disney movie from oh, childhood. How'd you feel? Um, <laughs> oh no. I liked it. I will preface with that. I didn't realize how simple the story was. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Things that I did. Like, I didn't care to see this movie, yeah. to be honest. You're like, I want to see Beyonce. Exactly. But it was near shot for shot oh it definitely i was 
blown away by that. It was so realistic looking. So realistic looking. Billy Einaker and Seth Rogen stole the show with their little bits. Yes. I also liked whoever um the bird was. Zazu. Stephen Cole. I know. Uh, yeah. No. John Oliver. That was my favorite he character. Was great. Yeah. My my nickname growing up was Zazu. My mom Aww, calls me Zazu. That's cute. Because it was my favorite movie. Uh, I will say... Hearing Beyonce's voice took me out of it. Oh, 100%. You were like, that ain't Nala, that's she Beyonce. She would be like, Simba, no, don't do that. And I'm like, that's Beyonce. I was like, yeah, that's Beyonce. I could even believe Donald Glover as Simba. Yeah. I was like, he embodied this like playfulness. Oh, and, 100%. Like, but then she, apparently I've heard through the grapevine that they were just so thankful to have her that she would do a movie like that, yeah. that she got zero direction oh i'm sure like she came in and was like oh, i'm gonna record a couple lines and then she was like that's it you're welcome yeah that's how it is she can <laughs> she can do that oh absolutely what are you gonna say about her you know i really i think everyone should go see it though because if, if yeah. it'll be nostalgic as fuck yeah. and the music of hers was incredible this it was way better than I expected it to be. Yes. And I'm sure the premiere made it that much more fun, uh, that much more special. Well, and then afterwards, there was the party. Uh, didn't see Beyonce again, but I saw like go. Yara Shahidi. Ooh, oh, she's my Love favorite. her. She's so funny. She has a podcast with Nicole. Yara? Maybe. Who does she have a podcast with? I don't know. With? Oh, okay. Anyways. She's on Grownish. That's where I watch her. You had done a podcast with Nicole Byer. Yes, I really I want Nicole Byer to come on this. Oh my gosh! Tell yeah. her to be my friend. Oh wow! I almost just picked off my lash. How dare you? Um, um let's answer a fan question before we wrap this up. Oh, uh, I put out a call for like, what do you guys want me to ask you? And they were all the same. And so I'm just gonna ask you that. Where do you shop? <laughs> How do you be so confident? Confident. Yes. It's it was all about where do you get confidence? And I feel like you've probably answered this question a multitude of ways <laughs> in like a million different interviews. Yeah. But, like, let's just get it over with because i know so many people wanted to know like you are confident as fuck and i oh my god are you deep hurting the microphone (laughs) someone gift that for me please (laughs) um do you wake up every morning and you just have like sunshine coming out of your butthole and i'm like i'm fucking jasmine i'm wear cool outfits and i help people be the best selves and that's my fuel man no (laughs) especially this past month i have had terrible mental health issues Mm. but um but it can't always be. How happy. do you manage? It can't to- always be happy or it can't always be sad. Both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so true. It can't always be the worst. Yeah. But it can't yeah. always be the best. No. Like it has to be one or the other. But do you like when you post, you look so fierce and confident. Do you feel like even on a bad mental health day, taking photos makes you feel good? Oh, yes. I was just thinking about this mm. yesterday, actually, because I've been really addicted to sleeping with my significant other. Mm, not a bad thing. <laughs> but like, you know, at night, like yeah. literally like falling asleep yeah. with someone. Yeah. And I'm like, That's I need to healthy. chill. <laughs> I well, need to chill. I feel that like that comfortability. Yeah. But then like you also need to not ever be like codependent. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like... um with how bad my mental health has been, I've been leaning on them and a lot. And that's okay. It's only sure. a month that you need that. For sure. Yeah. So it's not bad, but I'm like... You see, recognize the Get pattern. yourself. <laughs> um, so last night, I was just taking like little pictures and like dancing. Nobody's going to see it. But 
I liked to do it. Right. Like I felt good. Yeah. And I've been vlogging a lot for no reason. Oh. Just because like I'm not finding it comfortable to for me to write things down. Mm. And typing things makes me feel like, like it's business. Yeah, I hate that. So I've just been like vlogging my feelings Aww. for no reason. I love that. I'm not gonna do anything with them. Maybe. But I could. Are but you going to start a channel? Everyone wants no. to know. You're not. No. I said the same exact thing, and then I just couldn't not make videos a little bit. I know. I want to start a channel, but the actual, like, even, labor. Not even that, just like the expecting, like, every week. Output. It's a full time fucking job. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm exposing your truth here, but like, you don't want to be a fucking no. producer. No. You want to be like a creative director and yeah. fashion. Yeah. It's like, I would probably do it for like a year, but even what I'm doing now, like, I work freelance for ASOS. I work freelance for BuzzFeed. It's enough. Which is both like not full time, mm -hmm. but not part time. Mm -hmm. And then I do my own influencer stuff. Like it's enough. I have like one and a half, two jobs. Yeah. No, <laughs> full time it's, jobs. It's enough. And I think the other part too, that like we don't take into account is that like, we don't just wake up like this. No, like, we also have to put in time, effort and money into like beauty regimen. Yes, and like, yes. even if that's part of your job as like a fashion icon, yeah. it's still fucking work. It's still work. Even like how I like with ASOS, I have to post a picture a day. And it's work. like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but like, that's oh, like, no problem. Exactly. That's like 30 minutes. You're on your phone, like trying to make sure, like putting like out an lighting, ad for somebody, you know, and it's great. I love yeah. it. But we can't just be like, oh, posting a photo. Like that's it. Squeezy. Like, yes, it is <laughs> way easier than a shitload of jobs I've done yeah. and a shitload so of jobs that are out you there. you don't feel like you can complain. Exactly. And it's that thing. Who's calling? Do you need to answer? Sissy. No. Oh. Who's your background? Uh, Solange. Wow, doing a pole dancing class. Yeah. Amazing. Um, But okay, reconfidence. Honestly, like, <laughs> it's a mixture of things. Yeah. One, a mixture of faking it till you make it. Absolutely. Two, a mixture of just fucking believing in yourself and not giving a shit what people think. Which like, is harder. It's so hard. I feel like even... I'm someone who also gives no fucks, yeah. but I find myself being a very data driven person Yeah, and I'm like, Ooh, let me look at like how this posted or this interview or this like podcast episode. And I, I analyze the fuck out of it yeah. and I realize all of that worry is stemming from what people think about something I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I don't care what I look like or what I'm posting or the jokes I'm making, there is a form of me that cares so much because this is our fucking job. For sure. Um, and it's also like, it's, you just gotta really like you just kind of gotta know it's in you and you have it regardless which is some days a lot what I struggle with like some days I'll be like wow you are the ugliest thing to ever walk mm. this earth mm. and then I'll see like a picture that I posted two days ago and I was like well I was You're hot like, two really days ago that's still why me. don't I think that now nothing you know, has happened in 48 hours why don't <laughs> I think that now I feel like people also need to know this about you that and I learned this when we were like pitching the podcast is that we would talk about how different we actually are when it comes to like sexuality and being sexual beings. Yeah. That, like just because you're really comfortable in your sexuality and you don't mind looking like a hoe doesn't mean that you are a fucking hoe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm someone who walks it and talks it, yes. but you are someone who walks it and like doesn't give a fuck if you 
talk it to. Like, yeah. Just because you're thoughty on the gram doesn't mean you're doing that shit in real life. And not that one way or the other is the right way. Yeah. But like you can have you can be both. Yeah. And you can be neither and you can be all. Mm. And, you know, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to confidence, it's something you really got to focus on. Mm. You really got to focus on with you. And you can't be because a lot of times I see um like younger people messaging me like oh I want to wear shorts but my mom says stuff or Mm. my family says stuff Mm. like you just gotta fucking do it and like they'll get over it and even if they don't you have to know that you're in a different and better place than where they are anybody who is critiquing you unless they are your like 100% friend like hey you don't that's not a good look right. for you. Like it's not cute and fashionable. Yeah, <laughs> maybe take a second and like rethink the look. But then if you still like it, fucking Fuck wear it. it. And then in ten yeah. years, you'll look at that picture and be like, "Wow, they were right." Because we all have those photos. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. But it doesn't matter as long as you feel good. That's how I feel about all yeah. my pictures. I'm like, "What the fuck was I wearing?" And then I was like, "Well, I felt good at the time." Yeah, and I think that also to note that it's like never too late to start. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Because like I've seen your fucking style develop so much. I had an episode with Freddie where we talked about like, "Oh my god, talk about transformations <laughs> with yes. clothes." Yes. And like Lindsay, I see yeah. trans- from the time she started at BuzzFeed to now now like it really is just about growing and getting out of your comfort zone and not being afraid to to try fucking yeah shit. yeah look at me I look like Big Bird oh. and I feel hot and shit and you are thank you love yes I hope that answered your question listeners because I know that that was like definitely the number one top yes. I love that you were like uh confidence yes it's, it's <laughs> either confidence or where do you shop you must feel good though that that's like such oh my a, Gosh, yes. A brand that people relate yes, to. Yes, I'm so appreciative. I want to start making more like content around it. Mm. Um, but I, there's so much that goes into that. She's got plans. I no. do. I do. I promise. Um, guys, if you liked this host throughout history episode, I would yes! love uh, to do this once a month. And maybe we could like invite like someone to come yes! on and, and do the story too. Um, let us know if you like this. And Jasmine, where can everyone go follow you? Because I know if they're listening to this they're following you but go ahead (laughs) and tell your followers to help me break half a million will you oh my gosh yes follow kelsey (laughs) one follow kelsey i got to 498 and then i posted that butthole picture and Uh, i lost 2000 followers yep that happens i lose when you go naked no when i put on a swimsuit i'll lose like two to four thousand yeah, it's weird. But anyways, Whatever, if you care. do want to follow me, yeah. it's at Jasmine J, and then follow Kelsey J A Y. Yes. Well, if they're, they're if they're listening to this, they're following. Me. Let's hope so. <laughs> um, don't forget you can rate this on iTunes. The rating super super helps. Um, leave a comment like this on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/KelseyDara, and um, we'll see you fucking next time. Thanks so much, Jazz. Of course, thank Love you. you. Love you. Bye.